Vancouver! You're listening to Mayday Neurodiversity Now on Vancouver Co-op Radio. I'm Riley and I'm here with my co-host Nicole to bring you another 30 minutes of pure awesomeness. What's up everybody? So happy to be here with another amazing episode for you guys today. We would like to give a special shout out to the incredible staff and volunteers at Vancouver Co-op Radio who are working harder than ever during this pandemic. To keep the broadcast going and to keep the community connected, you guys rock. When this is all over, we'll buy you each a round of Pepsi. Or maybe even, if we're feeling particularly bold, a round of Corona. The beverage. Or alternatively, we could just say another big thank you to everybody at Vancouver Co-op Radio for your hard work during this time. Oh, yes, yes, yes. So, today we're going to be talking about a topic that has been coming up more and more often in my life and means a great deal to me. I've been asked on three separate occasions this week to um, give advice to young people who are going through getting a diagnosis of autism or like a related condition for the first time. It is uh, something that can be quite lonely as an experience and if you think about it in the wrong way it can be quite frightening and so I'm dedicating this episode to anybody who's going through this right now or anybody who's supporting anybody going through this right now. Lots of people don't have like a mentor or anything to kind of look up to when you're going through this for the first time and I hope that by listening to this episode, you can take it from somebody who's been through it before. Multiple people who've been through it before, actually. We're going to be hearing from a couple other people later on. But me personally, somebody who's been through it before, I'm 25. Um, and I just kind of want to share what I've been through and how I've used it to just help other people in my life and reach heights that I never thought I could. So... I hope you enjoy listening. I would like to introduce you to um, a wonderful young lady who I met uh, three years ago. She sings in my choir and she's just incredible and she is here today to share some of her story with you. She's from North Delta. She's involved in dance. She's graduating this year. She's planning on attending post-secondary and I think that you're just gonna have a great time listening to her. So, Janan, good morning. Hi. Thank you so much for being on the show this morning. Yeah, it's great to be on the show. So, Janan, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, I do um, dance, cooking, um, uh, music. I play the guitar and ukulele, and I do art. Uh, I have ADHD, inattentive type, um, AS, ASD, um, auditory processing in one of my ears where I can't hear good. Um, And I have um, epilepsy. When did you get diagnosed with autism? Oh, um, I was diagnosed when I was um, 14 and um, 14, but I was supposed to get diagnosed and I was in grade six in like 2013, but the Sunny Hill place said I couldn't, was diagnosed denied from going there. So I got diagnosed and I was in grade, grade nine. How come you were denied? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. But the school first told my mom that, that they thought I had autism. But I was first diagnosed in grade four with ADHD and attentive type. 
How did you feel when you were first diagnosed with autism? I've said I was, I told I didn't believe I had autism when I, I said that when I thought I, when I first got diagnosed and yeah, actually, I feel like disbelief is a really common um, first reaction for people who are going through this. When you hear autism and you've never actually heard of autism before, like many people have a very specific image in their minds of what it is. And that image a lot of the time is based on a stigma and like a lack of understanding. So when people go through like getting told that they are um, autistic, they're, it's quite natural based on the way our society is set up and based on our like current collective understanding of autism to say, uh, no, I don't. That's, that's not me. So uh, for you, what were some of the things that helped you kind of get through that, that time in your life? Um, getting a lot of like, help from people, like help at school and stuff. And like, um, I don't, um, getting like being in like a lot of programs and meeting new people who also have autism and also, uh, yeah, getting a lot of support from people. That is actually excellent advice. And we'll come back to that later because it is so enormously important. Keep that in mind. Um, but so when you were first diagnosed with autism what would you say like the biggest struggle other than struggling to accept it what would you say the biggest kind of struggle you had was i, I don't know i like struggled before because well, i didn't really struggle a lot after i got diagnosed but it was more of a struggle before because my mom because uh, i could have got all this help before i was diagnosed like younger but i didn't get all this help because like I didn't know I had autism back then. Ah, oh my god! You are just... Yes, yes. Excellent. Keep that in mind as well. That's a brilliant point, and we're gonna come back to it. You are, like, just Buddha. Ah. So, when you think back between, like, then and now, like, you had... That was, uh, like, four years ago, I think you said. When you think back, um, well first i guess like you believe it now like yeah i do yeah but it was like like a new diagnosis back then when i first found out because i didn't really know what autism was back then yeah yeah totally um so what good things would you say came out of getting the diagnosis you've already touched on that but um yeah what good things do you think came out of it um i got um I got to like meet new people. I got to try new programs. I got to go to like camp, like a recent camp, and also Easter Seals camp. Um, I got like, like I got to try different things. Yeah, I just like love how optimistic you are about everything. I feel like your story is just so relatable to so many people, and there's so many young people going through like exactly what you went through, exactly what I went through. I'll talk kind of more about my experiences later on um yeah we'll take a short break and we'll be back (laughs) 
Co-op Radio's membership drive. Join us for special programming featuring the best that Co-op Radio has to offer. In-depth interviews, alternative music, local arts and culture. Donate online at coopradio.org. One of Canada's first and longest-running community radio stations. Click that donate button, coopradio.org. That's Co-op Radio's membership drive. Join us. Money's the root of all evil. Put a nickel in the pot, boy. It's true, I've found. Put a dime in the pot, boy. But this money's far a real good cause. So everybody stick around. Down the quarter. Bring the money in. Bring the money in. And now, it's time for your weekly movie trivia question with voice impressionist Ben Simcoe. Can you guess the character and movie that Ben is doing this week? If so, tweet us before the end of the show at Neurodiversity Now for your chance to win one million dollars! Just kidding. Tweet us anyway! Here we go! Allow me to break the ice. In this universe, there's only one absolute for everything freezes. Oh, the horror! Once again, ladies and gentlemen, that was voice impressionist Ben Simcoe from Abbotsford, BC. He's a young adult who is neurodiverse with his own professional voice impression show. He travels all over North America doing voice impressions and just raising people's spirits. Thank you very much for being on the show, Ben. Welcome back to Mayday Neurodiversity Now on Vancouver Co-op Radio. I'm Riley, and I'm here with my co-host, Nicole. Thank you, Riley. So, for those of you who are just tuning in, today's episode is about people who get diagnosed with autism or related neurodiversities when they're um, older, so in their teens, 20s, 30s, anything. We were just speaking with Janan, a young woman who I know very well. I've watched her um, just change and grow so much on very proud of her and she's been talking about her experiences of being diagnosed as having autism when she was in grade nine so 14 years old she talked about how kind of um believing and accepting that this um was something that she was dealing with was hard for her and i do agree that for lots of people who are just getting a diagnosis of autism if they've never heard of autism before uh, like I said earlier, they've got a very specific image of what autistic looks like in their mind. So they'll picture things that they might have seen on the media or people that they might have gone to school with when they were younger. Um, and that is a completely natural reaction because that's what we're accustomed to. That, however, is really not all that autism is. There are so many amazing people in this world who either have a diagnosis of autism who've done incredible things like uh, Tim Burton for example he's kind of open about it and same with the guy who created Pokemon I can't remember his name but those are two examples of people who are famous who have autism who've done amazing things it's quite dangerous and at the expense of people who have autism and related conditions or people who are going through a diagnosis like Janan was describing for these preconceived ideas 
and media representations, etc., to be our only exposure to conditions like autism that are so very prevalent in our society today. For moms and dads whose kids are getting diagnosed with autism and the only reference they have to autism was like a kid that they went to school with that they might not have understood when they were younger, when they were kids themselves, or something that they saw on TV, or people going through the process of getting a diagnosis and struggling to accept it. Autism is not just that person that you think of. It's not just that like archetype person that you think of. It's ideas and it's creativity and it's seeing the world through the most unique and open and innocent and beautiful perspective that you could possibly imagine. Each person is so different. Out of everybody that I've ever met in my life, the people who I know that have ASD and related conditions are the ones who brought me so much new insight and joy and seeing new ideas through their eyes and learning about humanity, learning about myself through them. It's incredible. If children were raised and if our world, if our humanity saw people with autism this way instead of that person that they always picture, then people who are going through a diagnosis wouldn't be terrified. They would be calm and accepting of it and just learning that it's just trait about themselves, a set of struggles and a set of skills that are particular to people who think like them. I think that's really important to consider and I hope that that's kind of makes sense to everybody and it's hopefully even maybe the direction that we're headed in in the future through the advocacy that lots of brilliant, brilliant people are all doing today. So yeah, thanks to everybody who's trying to make a difference. As you could tell, it means a lot to me. Okay, so Riley is an individual who was diagnosed with ASD early on. So like Riley, when were you even diagnosed? I was diagnosed at two years old. I feel great. I love my autism. My autism let me think differently and come up with some, some smart ideas. Yo, that is so awesome. Um, Are there ever times where you feel like it's a struggle? What? Sometimes I feel a bit unlucky. Sometimes people don't do not understand me that it frustrates me. Sometimes I feel I don't have friends in school, but I am happy that I have tons of friends at choir. Oh, Riley! Yes, you do have tons of friends at choir. Everybody loves you, bro. And honestly, like, if I were, what, like 13 and I was at your school, I would be your friend, bro. What do you like about having autism? I like, even though I am 13 years old, I still like kids' shows. Going in a lot of programs. My mom puts me in a lot of new programs and stuff to see which ones like I like doing. I like it that I can be quite confident when I say that there's um, nobody else in the world quite like me. Although there's lots of experiences that I haven't had because of the way that I am. Experiences like um, going and doing like certain types of partying or camping trips with friends and stuff like it's not that I don't necessarily it's not that I don't want to do these things it's just that really I know that it wouldn't really quite be realistic for me at this like 
kind of point in my life, whereas it's certain things are a, rea a reality for lots of other people in their 20s. It can be sad to get into the um, mindset of what am I missing out on because of the way that I am, but at the same time, I think that the very best part of being different is kind of always having confidence that I'm not going to just fall into the mundane. Like, when people meet me, they might not always, like, like me or understand me, but they're going to remember me, very likely that they're going to remember me. I think you were diagnosed as a teen? Yes. Yeah, and uh, how did you feel after you found out? Well, at first I was quite relieved because I actually um, kind of went and sought out getting the diagnosis on my own because I'd learned a lot about autism because I was really going through um, a situation where I felt very alone and um, upset and I felt like something was wrong with me and I felt angry at myself and I felt almost like I was being selfish with the things that I was struggling with being so basic for other people like I was really struggling to adjust with pretty much any type of change in my life and so much to the point where it was affecting the people around me negatively and so yeah when I got the diagnosis I felt very very relieved to know that there was a reason then after I got more comfortable with it I guess I started just think overthinking things coming up with questions good questions but questions that can be scary um is this going to affect like my academic performance am I going to have a harder time getting into university am I going to have a harder time finding a job because I've got this diagnosis following me around um the answer to this is the only people who find out are the people that you tell it is not something that goes on any permanent record when you get the diagnosis you get these pieces of paper and that's it it's completely up to you who you share that information with. Usually, you would share it with um, your school so that you can have um, like the necessary accommodations to help you achieve your goals at school. Because remember, the whole purpose of having a diagnosis isn't to write you off or to give you a label. It's so that you can receive the help that you need to be your best and most ambitious and most accomplished self. People ask me frequently for advice for teens going through getting and accepting a diagnosis of autism. Or even people who got diagnosed with autism when they were young and maybe they're entering their teens or starting university and they're feeling down on themselves because um, of who and what they are and the labels that people put on them, whether it's autism or ADHD or even like something like depression, anxiety, cerebral palsy, anything to anybody struggling to accept a diagnosis that they've been given. What everybody says things like, oh, you're perfect just the way you are. And yes, 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 that's true. But when it hurts, when it hurts the most, those can sound like just words. Whenever I hear about young people struggling to accept themselves because of autism it hurts if i even if i don't know the person if i hear the story i see myself automatically and i want to cry for them i want to i wish i could think of kind enough words and empathetic and 
gentle enough words to take away all the hurt that they could possibly be feeling, but the only thing that I could think of to say is, so what? You, you've been given a diagnosis of autism, so what? You have a choice to make. You can make the choice to give up and say, oh, poor me, I'm, I'm different, I, all my dreams are gone. Or you can say, I can still accomplish anything that I want. I can get married, I can have a family, I can be who and what I want to be. There's just another aspect to myself that I need to be aware of throughout my life. And don't get me wrong, it's not going to be easy. In fact, every moment of every day, every word you speak, every turn you take, you're going to have to make a choice. Am I going to do what's easy or am I going to be strong? Am I going to give up and fall on my knees or am I going to fight through this? And if you need to give up and fall on your knees, then it's okay. As long as most of the time you fight. You can accomplish anything. You can be anything. Every single person in my choir, every young person I hear about, regardless of whether they have autism or not, I'm so excited to see what the future holds because they're young and fresh and brilliant. And if you have autism, I don't care. I care about you and I care about your struggles, but I don't care about a word that's given to a set of challenges that you face. I care about you and I care about the choices that you make, the way you treat people, and the way you live your life. Yeah, um, so, uh, what about you guys? Like, what advice would you guys give to, um, other young people who are struggling to accept a diagnosis that they've been given? Um, that you'll get a lot, you'll, you'll get lots of help from people, and you can find out, find other people like you, and you can get a lot of help from others. Yes, exactly. Thank you. Like, the more you learn about yourself, the more you can find people who have things in common with you. Yeah, um, I guess that's a really good, important point, Janan. Um, finding people who are like-minded with you, finding other young people who are going through the same thing, like, building a community around yourself or joining a community that already exists, like Mayday or anything. Forming connections and meeting people, and even though it might be scary, it's so so important and I wish that for every person so thank you Janan yeah we're starting to run out of time so um before we go like what are some of your personal goals for the future would you say uh, next year if I get accepted I might be going into a cooking program through this uh if I do an extra year of high school that's so cool one, but I don't know if I'm going to get accepted or not in the cooking program <laughs> I, I see myself working um, and uh, living by myself and getting like, yeah, getting a job and like um, not uh, living at home and stuff. Sweet. Yeah, well, that sounds so awesome. And Janen, thank you so much for being on the show today. You are such an awesome guest. And I hope that when people listen to you, they just find you super relatable and adorable. And yeah. That is our show today. So, just like usual, I hope that if you guys have the opportunity to meet somebody new and who's maybe different than you when you guys go to the community this week, you approach the person with an open mind and an open heart and you have the confidence to be yourself. And to seek out something in common with the person maybe, you might find that you've got more in common than you realize. 
Thank you so much to my brilliant co-host, Riley. You are amazing like usual. Um, And yeah, Riley, take it from here. Remember to tune in next Tuesday for some more fun. In the meantime, you can visit us on Facebook or online at www.maydayclub.ca to download previous episodes and to learn how to get involved. So I'm going to leave you with a cover of a song um, by Adrienne Ritzma. She was actually on the very first episode of Neurodiversity Now that we ever played. But I feel like I really need to play this song again because it's just so... um, like meaningful and so important to what we've been talking about a lot today plus she's a young um woman with autism and i just feel like uh, her cover of this song is just so inspiring and i hope you enjoy it thanks again so much for listening everybody and i just love all of our listeners and i hope you have the best week ever okay bye (laughs) oh the fires to burn all the words used to hurt Yeah, you're not like us, you are different I couldn't see that that was a compliment Cause the last thing I want now is to be you And the flames don't feel as hot as they used to Out of the ashes you buried me in Ah.
Yes, I can. The fire that you tried to burn me with and made me who I am. All the things you said I couldn't do. Guess what? Yes, I can. Cause I'm not weak. I'm not broken. I am bold. And the fire you put me through turned me into gold. I'm not done. I'm no loser. Watch me take on my bright future. Tonight I'm no bronze, I'm no silver You'd be thinking, damn, I knew her, but you didn't Don't get it twisted Out of the ashes you buried me in I, I am golden I, I am golden, golden, gold Vancouver Co-op Radio 100.5 FM is political. Co-op Radio is poetry. Co-op Radio is tango. Co-op Radio is gay. Ecology. Comedy. Feminism. Philosophy. Yoga. Reggae. Bicycles. Trade unions. Gospel. Live. Local. Asian. African. Vancouver Co-op Radio is community. Your community. Vancouver Co-op Radio. CFRO. 100.5 FM. All different. All the time.